We're going to spend... This is... We're going to age ourselves here, Andrew. Yep. I'm going to spend $2 <laughs> to take the public transit. And then I'm going to... Because on Tuesdays in Canada here, we cost something called Toonie Tuesday, where a lot of things cost $2. So it was $2 for the bus ride. It was $2 for the meal. And it was $2 for a movie. So I can go on a date for $12. Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast, Life and the Choices We Make. This is a podcast that explores all things as they relate to dating and romantic relationships. Why we sometimes ignore or choose to ignore or miss the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, lying, narcissistic behavior, deception, mental illness, addiction, and so much more. Join me each week as we continue my journey into the modern dating world with my weekend rants, anonymous guest dating stories, and experts who share their wisdom so I can help you navigate the dating terrain. If you are new to the show or have been following me from the beginning, hold on tight to the Anonymous Andrew Experience. Welcome to another episode of Anonymous Andrew Podcast, Life and the Choices We Make. So today, I have invited a friend that I made along my podcast journey. His name is Terrain, and Terrain hosts a podcast called Behind the Shades. And maybe six months ago, he had heard my story on social media we think we can't figure out where he heard my story and he invited me on his show to tell my story of the last relationship and the episode just dropped the first week of november on his show and uh i asked terrain to come do my show because terrain has a fantastic podcast and is doing a wonderful job at what he does is he has people come on and tell their stories of all types of unique stories. Uh, everything from dating to uh, just a myriad of stories. And I, it's, it's a wonderful podcast to listen to. So up next, it is my interview with Terrain from Behind the Shades. Enjoy and we'll talk to you on the other side. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Anonymous Andrew Podcast, Life and the Choices We Make. And today, I am very honored to have a guest who invited me on his show uh, a little over six months ago when I was just starting out as a wee little podcaster, <laughs> which I basically still am. But today joining us is Terrain, and Terrain is the host owner, show, and host of Behind the Shades. Good afternoon, Terrain, and welcome. Hello, Andrew. It is a pleasure to not only see you again, my friend, but to be on your show, and I am looking forward to our conversation today. Me too. Uh, just to give the audience a quick background. So Terrain had reached out to me six months ago. He had heard my story. We, we 
we're trying to mem remember where it was, but we think it was on social media because I was putting my story out there. He invited me on his show to tell my story about my last relationship, and it just dropped this past week. He he uh, posted it, published it this week, and uh, I've been following Terrain his podcast for longer than that. And I, I was really shocked when you reached out to me and, and, and it was my honor to come on your show. And it is my honor to have you on my show today. So tell us what your show, I, I'd like to hear the story of behind the shades, how it developed, what, what, what was, what, what brought you to start that podcast? Cause my story was the relationship and, but everybody's got their story. So I'd love to hear, your story. Absolutely. So I started it because it was something that I really wanted to do in regards to giving a voice to those that maybe found it difficult to speak their story. So for example, um, I'm someone that I've had my ups and downs of relationships. It could be either romantic relationships, it could be personal, it could be professional, because the job many times is like that crazy ex-girlfriend right so <laughs> it was it was something that i just created and i said hey why don't you do it the world has come to a stop in 2020 and 2021 mm -hmm. and i learned a lot about myself through it as i was creating this so i'm so blessed to have started it and and i i i have to tell the audience if you have not heard the show um when he talks about giving others a voice that's how he allowed me to present my story and uh i think you're up you you have upwards of 250 episodes or something at this point now you have a lot of stories being told on your podcast and uh i have to tell you each one of them are unique and uh I, I, the concept and the style in which you do it is just uh, I, I find tremendous so you started this podcast to allow others to voice their stories. Um, did, did this inspire what uh, because of something that happened to you or? It did. It did. Um, so there was a time in my life where I hadn't, I couldn't even find myself outside of a wet paper bag when it came to dating. It was just a <laughs> yep. mess and this was in my 20s and i thought like the high level dates was okay we're gonna spend this is we're gonna age ourselves here andrew yep i'm gonna spend two dollars <laughs> to take the public transit and then i'm gonna because on tuesdays in canada here we cost something called toonie tuesday where a lot of things cost two dollars so it was two dollars for the bus ride it was two dollars for the meal and it was two dollars for a movie so i can go on a date for 12 dollars wow which is like unheard of now you can't even buy lunch for yourself for 12 dollars. Nope. so <laughs> i went on dates every tuesday just trying to make it work and as everyone could imagine the quality of my dates weren't the best mm. so i had to figure out what i was going to do and that's what started my transition to saying hey i asked people for advice and they're fortunate enough to give it to me how about if I do the same, but in reverse, I take my experiences, I take my knowledge, I take my training and try to give it out there and help people find love in all the right places, because so many of us have been trying to find it in all the wrong places. Wrong places. And that's, that's where I find myself. I have been chasing the wrong woman, the wrong idea of romance, the wrong, 
you know, and, and I'm I'm 63 and I've been married and actually married one and a half times because the second was a civil union. And then after that, there were I think I counted upwards of 20 relationships. It, it, it was horrible. And uh, this is kind of why I'm, I'm sharing my story with the audience, because at this age of 63, you think I would have gotten it right by now. I, I have family and friends that are at this age. They're, they're, you know, when you see a couple like walking down the beach and they're in their 60s, 70s and 80s and they're holding hands and you say you find out they've been married for 50 years. That's something that I can't wrap my head around because that'll that's probably something I'll never I know I'll never have. And uh, anyway, this isn't about me. So uh, what did you how So you started the podcast, but your your two dollar Tuesdays. How how did you transform from that into the real dating world? Did you go on dating apps? I mean, how many years ago are we talking about here? Oh, this must have been in the early two thousand. So now I've graduated to five dollar Fridays. But <laughs> um <laughs> but it's interesting that I had to, my transition was just learning and I was taking a lot of emotional and mental slaps to the face, not physical. Um, I had to wake up. I found my perception of dating was very immature. So by the time that I got to the dating apps, I tried it because I think it was 2000. 15, 16, there's like maybe less than 10 years ago where it was just like this is boom, right? It was everywhere. Tinder, yeah. Bumble, Plenty of Fish, um, OKC, all these dating apps. And I found it to be odd because I was experiencing what I guess women would go through where for us men, when we approach women, it's probably what? One, maybe two a day? Like it's not that many. But on the dating apps, there's hundreds Right, I'm telling you, Andrew. I was swiping right until my thumb was flat. I'll just, <laughs> yep. you know, I was swiping and swiping and swiping, and you know, the success rate is probably one percent. But I learned a valuable lesson from the dating apps that was maybe unintentional. Was that in person is so much more successful? Yeah, it's interesting you say that because while I wasn't ready to date this past year because of the relationship, I have in the past six months experimented with many of the dating apps, some of which you mentioned, and I've had the similar experience, swiping, 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 swiping. You might, you might get that one or 2% lucky. You hit somebody, you have a conversation, then you get ghosted or they come back and tell you five days later that we're not a good match, you know, and we haven't even met yet. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I've experienced a lot of what you have. Um, and, and this is why I'm talking about this. The dating apps, and I remember back in, so you're talking about dating apps where they're, they're downloaded onto your cell phone. I, I don't know your age, but I, I was on dating websites back in 2005, 2008. So eHarmony and Match, you had to go to www.match.com to to sign up and look and there wasn't swiping you were clicking you know and it wasn't until the smartphone came along and then they they decided to put the apps on the phone so but nothing changed that whether it was a dating website or a dating app it's still the people on there i ran into somebody the other day we were talking about that and 
she said to me, the dating apps don't suck, the people do. And I thought that was really an interesting uh, way to look at it. The dating apps are just a, a piece of software put together by some developers and an algorithm. It's And they introduce two people together. It's what we then need to do as humans to connect with each other. What's your what's your thought about so you you meet somebody you match because the algorithm says that this person is a match for you take us through what it looks like for you to reach have you dated off the apps I have. So like from my experience, what I do is I kind of create it as such that I put my profile out there. I pick your best three pictures and you always want to make sure there's like a body one, right? Because I go to the gym and I want to show my muscles and I'm strong. I am man. Hear me roar. Right. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it was um, my experience was I would probably say I probably got 1% of my matches to actually take it offline. And for those who don't know, offline means that you get the phone number and you move on. Correct. Right. Um, but for me, when it came to the dating apps, and I will agree that it's not the app itself. The app is a beautiful piece of technology and invention. Mm-hmm. Software is amazing. It's the people. Because I found, at least in my experience, and this is a reflection on me as well, is it wasn't top tier people mm-hmm. when it came to what you wanted. Now, do I know people that have found love and success? Absolutely. Do I know people who found chaos and misery? Absolutely. But... Yeah, I just put it to himself. But for yeah. me, it was something that made me... One benefit, I would say, is this from dating. It made me be creative because I couldn't take every single person to the same Starbucks because then everyone would recognize who I am, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a story about that. I went on a date and I took her to this restaurant and it's probably the third time I've been to that restaurant in like a month. Right. But anytime I have like a team outing for work, we went to the same restaurant. So I'm familiar there. So there's a time where I brought someone there and I usually like to get there first and make it seem like I have the reservations. And the hostess says, oh, um, do you want the your, your regular seat as the date walks in? <laughs> right. And the date looks at me, gives me this kind of frowning face because girls always want to think that they're the only one. Right. Mm hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, she's just talking about my team because I bring them here. You know, save, right? That's a good on my part. Yeah. But the dating online experience, I prefer, if I can, I would definitely prefer the in-person because the dating apps, it's like um, a meat fest. It's like a flea market, right? Everyone's trying to get something um, more than what they can pay for. So... The men will go on there saying that, yeah, you know, I'm just looking around. I'm not really serious. We all know what that means, right? I'm going to have sex. Yes. When I get you in first, second dates, maybe. And the girl's like, oh, you know, I'm looking for my this and this and this. And then we know what they want, right? They're like, okay, how am I going to extract resources? There's one girl in Canada here. She did a, there was a study, 40% of women go on these dates through online just so they don't have to buy groceries, and some women Are have gone a kidding? whole year without buying groceries. They're just eating on other men's dime. It is insane, Andrew, when it comes to online. And that's what exactly what I'm talking about. It, 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 the dating apps don't suck. The people do. Uh, I, I had somebody 
interviewed just a week or two ago. There's a woman that's a, a crusader. She goes after the scam. Now, I don't know if that's a scam. That's a woman using a man to buy her groceries. But there's, we, I guess we could talk about this for a second. There's also the scammers out there, the men and the women who come after the vulnerable, and it sometimes happens to more of the elderly women. And I've heard plenty of stories where the men come on, they start flowering them with, with uh, love bombing them and uh, you're beautiful and this and that. And, and all of a sudden, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're in the military in, in the Middle East and they need uh, need $100 because they can't get to their bank. Or what, you know, these stories that you hear and women are sending them these guys money, you know. So there's the whole other side of the dating apps where there's a lot of scams going on. And I... My audience knows this. I almost got scammed in person. Um, it's a whole story. I won't get into it now that the audience knows it. But I did have a woman that tried to get into get my identity. And uh, so, it again, it goes back to the dating apps don't suck. It's the people do. And you have to choose wisely. This is why I call my show The Choices We Make. You have to be more vigilant in in the choices of the person that you're talking to and why has it come down to that because i don't remember that 20 years ago or 15 years ago i was using some of those www.match.com and i met nice women and went on nice dates and you know whether they worked out or not at least there was there wasn't scamming and there wasn't catfishing and there wasn't ghosting and there was all do you know how many terms have popped up in the past 20 years just to be around for the, for the dating apps? It's gotten insane. So where are you now in your romance journey? Well, I came out of a, a long-term relationship um, last year. Um, to, well, yeah, 12, well, more than 12 months ago, I should say. And I haven't, I haven't used a dating app in years it's probably been maybe six seven years so i don't know the necessary climate now Good for you. directly but i know what some of my friends go through because they still go through it um but right now i'm the type of person that i want to spend quality time with people and i want to spend as i've gotten older in my life because i'm in my 30s as i've gotten older i wanted to spend better time with people Okay. Right? Like four hours with someone, I want to make sure, okay, is it a good, solid four hours or two hours or whatever the case is? But when it comes to dating, that's what I'm engaging with now. I want to focus, okay, is this person right for me? And I narrow it down. But to your earlier point about online dating, I think two things have happened in the last 10 years. Um, everyone who was in their probably 20s have grown up. Now they have careers and things like that. So they're not foolish and, and running around and another thing is the art the market has opened up in a different way and one example i like to give to people is think about it like shopping right um men court women so men would be the pursuers or the buyers and then women would be the ones being pursued and the sellers now 20 years ago or maybe more like when my parents were, were doing it the seller had a very small market Right? Let's say Walmart. They could only sell in that one store. So they had to make sure that there was an even and fair exchange between the clientele. Now, if I take that same idea and my product and I can open it up across the world, I no longer have to give my services to an 
Andrew who was down the street because 10 years prior I had to because my market was shrink. I can say, you know what, Andrew, this is what you're going to pay because John down the street is going to give me the price that I'm asking for. So how mm-hmm. do you compete? So I think that's what's happened. It's been switched and women probably have more power than before, rightfully so in some cases and unrightfully so in, in, in other cases as well. But my recommendation is find a balance. The in-person, regardless of how technology is, the in-person is always going to be better because online, you can be anyone you One, want. I can be Batman. I can be Batman yep. online. Yep. Right? Well, just last week, I, I did a solo episode and I was telling the audience that I'm getting a little sick of the dating apps because I have invested and I did the math close to between 700 and and $1,000 this past six to eight months on dating apps. While, the, while we talk about the software and the technologies being great, they have this technology where they the algorithms suck you in and keep you swiping all day long. And then all of a sudden your subscription runs out and you have 15 likes, and it, you, but they blur them. So now they want you to pay another $120 for the next three months. And I, like many, fell victim to that. Like, oh my goodness, I have 15, literally. Now, I don't know if the algorithm is telling me that just to get me to, to subscribe again, but it, it worked. It got me to sign back up again. And of course, the out of the 15, maybe one was viable. And, and so I'd like, I'm thinking of shutting the apps down and getting out into the world organically. And, and that's the term they use today is fi- we're finding somebody in the wild. <laughs> so here's my problem. And maybe you could shed some light on it. I'm sober. I don't go to bars. I don't go to clubs. I don't go to parties. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'll take holidays out of the picture. You know, maybe there's a New Year's Eve party I might go to. I I don't go where you might find single women that are mingling and looking for uh, a partner. It's hard for a single man to go out organically in the world and find somebody. How, how so you said you've been off the apps now almost six years. How do you do that? How do you find women in the wild? This is where I push back on the men. And I push back um, very harshly on the men that would say that. I would ask the question, and I'm going to answer your question, but I'm going to ask, I'll ask the question, do you want a single woman or do you want a good woman? Because they're not the same thing. Right. Right. So where I would meet my future girlfriend and potential wife would be at places that I would navigate and what I would put one in my life. So for example, I don't go to clubs. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do any of those things. Right. So those places are out of the picture, but yet I'm still able to find women. And I find women by going to the museum. I find women by going to art galleries. I find it as social events. Um, For example, I have season tickets to, well, soccer here, but um, as some people call it football, right? And since I have season tickets and where I sit, I would go there and I would sit there. And sometimes I'll see people in my row have a conversation. Hey, how are you doing? Things like that. And we'll have an organic conversation. Now, I can go and take it a step further and say, hey, you know what? We seem to both like this sport. 
how about next time we come together? I have a wow. free seat here. Like Things like that, idea. right? Yeah. So I think men have to... It's scary for men because we get rejected every single day, right? But because of that daily rejection, our skin is thicker than women who don't necessarily experience a rejection and who unfortunately deal with it in a different way than the men. So we have to find what works for us. So for example, Andrew, if you came to me and said, Terrain, I want a good lady and she's into movies. I was like, okay, what kind of movies, Andrew? You know, you know, Terrain, I'm an action kind of guy, things like that. Okay. Here where I am, there's actually a history theater that speaks to all the action movies from the Schwarzeneggers, from the Stallones, from the Van Dams, from the, all these people, right? Chuck Norris, all these guys. You go there, is it going to be mostly men? Probably. But women like those things too. Or, I started going to restaurants by myself just during the day. Sometimes I go to restaurants like, yeah, can I have this? And I'll just sit and I'll just observe. There's one person, two ladies, she came, they came up to me like, here, are you by yourself? Yeah, I'm here by myself because one, I wanted food and I want to see if there's any good looking people. She's like, do you mind if we join you? Yeah, sure. Because that's an invitation because once you say good looking or nice people, now they're like, okay, I'm nice. So let me sit with him because he's talking about me. Mm-hmm. I'm good looking. So... Let me sit with him because he's talking about me, right? It's not like I said, yeah, I'm trying to see fat and ugly people. They're like, oh, let me get a <laughs> away from this guy, right? So those are some of the things that I tell men. Get out there, be successful, and leave the hesitation at the door. Thank you. Because my next question or next statement was going to be, you need to have a lot of self-confidence. Just a month ago, I told my story that I was at the laundromat. Unfortunately, I don't have a machine here, so I have to go to the local laundromat. And there was a woman that I have never seen there. I've been going to the same laundromat for four years. And I walk in and I'm doing my laundry and I'm, it's a nice laundromat. It's one of those places you can get Wi-Fi and they've got TVs. You sit down, you can relax. And this woman walks in and immediately caught my eye. And she was my age and my demographic and yada, yada. And, uh, I froze, but the inner, the inner man in me, those hormones kicked in and said, I want to approach this woman. And, and, and I don't know, Terrain, I don't know what caused me to hesitate, but you use the word hesitate and I hesitated and I, I did not approach her. I came home and that night I was kicking myself all night long. Why didn't you? And wouldn't you know it, two weeks later, I go back and she's there again. So now I'm thinking, is this the law of attraction or is this the universe working? Is this whatever my, there's this new thing I'm into where if you want to attract something, you have to put out that positivity. And so, but once again, this day I had my son with me, my my youngest son, who's 25. And I I have this thing that I'm not going to go hit on a woman no matter where we are, if I have my son with me, it's just, I don't think it's appropriate. So I went back today at the same time, hoping to see her and she wasn't there today. So, but to your point, I have to find the courage. I'm going to take some responsibility here, but this last relationship that, that hurt me, I'm, I think my heart is caged and, and, and I don't trust people. And, and for me to do a cold approach to a woman right now, whether it's a laundromat, a restaurant, a movie theater, a museum, 
I'm afraid to do that. And I, I so I'm going to transition that into I noticed on your website and I did not know this about you. You are a coach. Yes, yes. yes. You, you um, are for coaching. I do. I do. And I've, oh. I'm currently coaching. I will be coaching three women now. So, yes. Okay. So, do you do men and women? Coach men and women? I do. I do. So, um, initially, I wanted to start with men because as per our conversation, they need... Um, a lot the of level help. of resources are different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to say we, the least. And we need a lot of help. We need a lot of help. So, but women started to gravitate towards me, similar to like my podcast and everything else. So I'm working with three women. They're both, all three are going to be, are older, two are um, above 50. And they're having this, they're having very similar difficulties than, than we are. So it's interesting to see their perspective because they say some of the things that we're saying today. Yeah. So, Not to put you on the spot, but let's say I, I was uh, one of your coaches, uh, clients, and I came to you with this problem. How would I approach this woman in the laundromat the next time I saw her? Well, what kind of conversation? I think, and for me, this is embarrassing because I'm 63. I've been married. I've got three kids. I've got two grand. You'd think I would have a game. I, in the day we called it, I don't want to be a player. I'm not a player. But, you know, I would have the resources in me to be able to walk up to a woman with a cold approach and start a warm conversation. The hesitation doesn't go away, it just gets better and you understand it better. So to answer your question, what I would say is go into meeting this person with a mentality that you're not going to pick her up. Hello, yeah. my name is Andrew. Um, I've seen you around. Do you, you know... Do you usually come to this laundromat? Yeah, you know, Andrew, I'm. this is where I usually do my work. He's like, yeah, I come here all the time and I'm just trying to have the best time I can doing my whites or make a joke about it, right? Um, because I think, see, here's a, here's a thing that I, that I would also expand on. If you were to, if you saw this woman as someone you weren't interested in romantically, you'd have no issues having a conversation with her. Correct. Not at all. It's all in the mind. So we have to take that and say, I'm going to approach this person like I only want her to be my friend. Say, hello, I've seen you around, you know, do you usually come here or something? Or even make a, like I said, make a joke about it and say, do you have any idea how to make my whites any whiter or make them any cleaner? Something along those lines. Ask her a question, right? So the first step is always what's in the mind. Because many times men specifically will defeat themselves mentally Correct. before they do it physically. Yep. And that's me. That's me. I'm, I'm already thinking not necessarily neg negatively, but I'm stumbling in my head. So we play that narrative out in our head. So if I approach this woman and I ask her, what laundry detergent do you use? And why do you like that brand so much? Is that a corny approach and is the woman going to look at you know so i suck self-doubting myself like no that's not a good way to, so i find myself sitting there for 20 minutes trying to figure out the opening line that i'm going to use and and then i throw my hands up and say i i can't do this it's 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 scary it to, well to me it is I, but i would imagine men are having the same i can't be alone in this so uh 
But I like to your point where you said if she was, if I was going to approach her not as a romantic perspective, but more as a friend, I would have no problem talking to her. And I like, I think that's a very interesting difference there. I like that. Yeah. There was, there was someone that, um, there's this fish and chips place and I've always thought she was attractive and her and I have had a number of conversations, but initially to get an understanding of if I even want to pursue this, we just talked about what we're both there for. She was there to work at the fish and chips place. I was there to buy fish and chips. So we had a conversation like that because my order is always the same, right? I just want shrimps and chips, shrimps and chips every time I go there. So one time I was looking up the menu and she was there. I was like, hey, is there anything you could recommend outside of the shrimps and chips? She's like, yeah, you know, try this, try that. I was like, okay, have you tried this before? Interesting. Like, yes, I have. And then I made the joke that, oh, I always found that at restaurants, the people who work there never eat the food. <laughs> she starts <laughs> laughing at things like that, right? Because they work with them, they smell it all day long. So things like that. So if it was someone, same scenario, but at the laundromat, I'll just say the same things. I'll probably make a joke along the lines or I'll say something, oh, these machines... I wish it was back in a day where I can just have a beautiful woman who would help me wash my laundry with stone and water. Yep. Right? Because you both are there. So there's a common interest regardless yep. of how minute it is. So that would be the first opening. And if she's very cold, you know it's not going to go anywhere. But you weren't a creep because you're talking about the laundromat and not her body, her smile, her butt, her tits or anything like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? And... As you were saying that, I just, this feeling of calmness came over me. I have absolutely nothing to lose. So what if she, if she's cold or gives me the body language to leave her alone or turns her back to me, no shame, no, no. So what, you know, like I'm, I'm a, my, my skin is thicker than that. I, I think I can handle that. I've been rejected plenty of times in my life. So I, 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 I don't want to keep going back to the old relationship, but a, a lot of damage was done to me and I'm still healing from that. And, um, but yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, uh, if I, yeah. If, if I may say, Andrew, and that's sure. the thing with, with past relationships, right? It's like, um, you know, you, you've probably moved or been on vacation. It's like luggage. It's always in there, wherever it is that you go, right? Yeah. And you work through it, but it, the impact is always going to be there because there's a point in time where I don't care who you are, your worst relationship that you ever, ever had, there's a point where you loved that person. You cared for that person. So it is going to leave... A mark similar to like if you had a bad parent that said that you're stupid, you're ugly, it's going to impact you, you just may not know how. So I think some of the difficulties that men face is that one, we're the more more romantic of this of the of the two. We're the ones buying the flowers and planning and doing Correct. all these other things. And we're the ones who are we love harder, even though it may take us longer to get there. And Post breakup, we find it difficult not to view the world a, a certain way because in the North American system, many men, when they divorce or when they break up, they lose a lot financially. Mm -hmm. uh, many times, if there's children, they don't get access to the kids right away. They got to fight for all that. So the impact and the imprint of that unsuccessful relationship can be harsh. On a man, but as 
men or as people on a broader sense, we have to figure out what is it that we want and do we want this person to continue to imprison us and prevent us from getting what we believe we can. Yeah, and as you were talking, the word collateral damage came came to my mind. There was a lot of collateral damage from past relationships and I need to be able to move on past that. I, I, I had this thought because you mentioned men being the romantic or the, or the more romantic of the two genders. Uh, and I got to be careful because there's multi-genders today. Uh, in the old days, and this may sound corny, but 20 or 30 years ago, my approach without hesitation would to be bring a rose to this woman go buy a rose and walk up to her and hand her the rose and what's interesting if you watch the bachelor and some of these other reality shows which i don't but i i see snippets of it that's what they still do the man will go up and give the woman a rose what is your thought about because i think 20 30 years ago that would be taken very sincerely by a woman i wanted to today if I approached this woman and handed her a rose and just say, I, I think you're as beautiful as this rose, something corny like that. You think that might go over or am I over being overzealous here? No, I think it depends on the woman. Um, how many women can say that they've experienced that? Um, right. The, the rose has probably has probably evolved into the dinner. Uh, because the dinner is far more expensive these days than it was was back Correct. then. Yeah. Um, but I think the beautiful thing about the, the rose analogy and the comparison is that during that time, it was special. Not everyone got it, right? Because not every man was able to do it and not every woman received it. Whereas today, for the most part, every man can do it and every woman has prob- is able to receive it because they command a different type of um, uh, interaction. So we have to look at that rose and say, okay, that, how am I going to take the significance of this rose and apply it to something else? So it could be that Jane down the street, every time she goes on a date, they always bring her to a chicken or a wing stop. Whereas Andrew is going to take that rose now, is going to say that, I'm going to apply something that is more creative or more unique. How about we prepare dinner for each other? How about mm-hmm. we go rock climbing for each other? So that is your metaphoric rose that you're giving to it. Because the rose, yes, it signifies something like blossoming from the ground, right? But it also signifies uniqueness and something special. You're giving this person something that no other man has or is capable of doing. So it's how you look at the rose. I like that. That's a fantastic answer. I just have to remember to bring a rose to the laundromat next weekend. Tied with bleach. Tied with bleach. Tied with bleach. <laughs> or or softener sheets or something. But I get yeah. Well, here here's a here's a plot. When you go then you see her again, just ask her what type of fiber softener do you use? Interesting. Sometimes it could be as simple as that. A, a Simple very, as that. Yeah, she'll say, I, "Oh, I can use this. Does it make my? Does it make? Is it going to make my clothes as soft as the way your skin looks?" And that sounds beautiful. I think, and and I'll keep this in the eye. We or I 
make it so complicated because I overthink it, overthink it. And, and I, as I said before, I'll play out the narrative in my head. Maybe she's not available. Maybe she's married. Maybe she's in a relationship. Maybe she's a lesbian. Maybe, 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 maybe. And in my head, there's too many maybes, so therefore the odds are against me. And uh, and then I throw my hands up and, and say, but it's all in the mindset. And, and I need to, I think, alter my mindset. And also, we, we talked about the collateral damage from the last relationship. I need to really let that go and, and forget that that even happened. And although this podcast is keeping that alive, but that's my problem. So, okay, Terrain. Andrew. Yes. One thing, in, in regards to one thing that I've done is, and I started doing it as a joke because girls kind of laugh at it too, is I'm right-handed, Right. Um, the ring in this part of the world, they wear it on the left hand, right? Correct. So what I started doing is anytime I would introduce myself, I started shaking hands with my left hand. And then I'll turn their hand over and see if they're married. Or one thing that I did is when I shake their hand, I'll put my ring finger underneath their ring finger to see there's like a groove or a yeah. ring there. So you get an indication. Right now, there's a lot of many there's a lot of married women who don't wear the ring, but for the most part they would, right? So that's a way to find out. And she may even ask you, Oh, how come you shaking with your left hand? Oh, you know, I just want to make sure if you're married, I don't overstep any boundaries. Wow. Then they'll answer you yes or no. Yeah. I did notice that she had a larger load of laundry than I did. Uh, so I go every week, so I I have just your your typical one person load of laundry. She seemed to have two or three laundry bags. So I started again overthinking. Is she doing laundry for her and her her partner? Her her partner and her kids, although she was old enough not to have young children. Uh but I was overthinking it. I I, I, I was analyzing the situation just too much. And I think I what I need to do is Take a step back and keep it simple. There's an expression in my in my fellowship where it's keep it simple, stupid, you know. And I over, I tend to, I tend to overthink these things. So, uh, terrain, tell us where we can find you and uh, your, tell us a little bit about your coaching and how if somebody wanted to come to you for coaching. Absolutely. So you can find me at www.behindtheshades.ca. I am looking to upgrade my website a little bit, but yes, I do offer coaching at the moment. It is free for the first couple of sessions. I can provide you with one-on-one consultation, conversation. We can set up a plan and identify what it is that you want and how you can create that desire within yourself to put your best step forward. As well as, as Andrew, my good friend mentioned, I do have my own podcast, The Behind the Shade Show. You can find me on YouTube. Facebook and Spotify, and that is where I am currently. Great. I noticed on your website, because I was on there, that there's a members only section, and I went to sign up and I signed up. What do the members only get? So at the moment, uh, many of my guests, they offer free um, services there, or at least discounted. So that's where I want to include all that information where you can get, um, let's say, discounted breath work, yoga, consultation, finances. Um, because there's some of the things that 
or outside of my scope, let's say you needed assistance money management because you're going through a difficult divorce or you just want to prepare yourself for the next step in your life. Those are some of the services I'm going to offer there. So stay tuned for more. Great. I agree. I, so to my audience, um, this gentleman is phenomenal. I, I have been following him for a while. He was the first podcaster to ask me to be a guest on his podcast. Uh, I am honored that he joined me today. And I believe we are going to be seeing each other again soon because we're going to do a follow up on your podcast about my story. So we're going to be recording that in a couple of weeks. So Terrain from Canada, from Behind the Shades podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. You are a man of so much wisdom and you've uh, you've shared with us today things that I make me go, hmm. Because I, I, I know for myself, I am an overthinker, overachiever, and, and put too much thought into something. And you just made me realize it doesn't have to be that complicated. So, all right. Thank you for joining me, Terrain. We'll talk to you soon. And we'll see everybody tune into Behind the Shades podcast. You are on Apple, on Spotify. And, and all you got to do is Google Behind the Shades and everything pops up about this gentleman all right thank you so much sir all right it's a pleasure thank you i would like to thank terrain very much for joining me terrain as i said before was the first podcaster to reach out to me uh to tell my story and um, I'm, I'm internally grateful to Terrain. And, and you should definitely check out his podcast, Behind the Shades. It is an inspiring podcast. And his podcast inspired me, uh, not only to start mine, but to keep going. Podcasting, as one may know, is it's been not only been around for, for quite some time, 20 years now. But... Now there's 5 million podcasts and um, everybody is starting podcasting. And there are companies out there. Um, there's one that, very popular one that I'm not going to name, but they basically tell you for free, you could just upload a, a, an audio file and start your own podcast. And it seems like everybody's doing it now from their basements. Um, it can be that simple. All you need is a microphone and, and, and an iPhone and a distributing uh, service. But that's not a real podcast, in my opinion. It depends on what the podcast, your purpose of the podcast is. If it's just to get a message out or talk to people or have fun. But if you're looking to, to, to either make some revenue um, establish a presence in the podcast world, become a professional. There is a lot more work to go into it. Um, and I'm not going to bore you with the details, but I've been doing this coming up. Um, I think next month or this month. No, this month will be one year. And I can't tell you the amount of work that's involved. So anyway, here comes the part of podcasting that if you want your podcast to do well you have to do is ask 
my listeners to take five minutes and go down to the bottom of the podcast on your phone or whatever device and leave a review if you're on Apple Podcast or Spotify and or tell a friend. I have, a, I have an interview coming up from a woman who reached out to me because a friend of hers in England heard my podcast and she said that she should listen to my podcast and reach out to me and she did and now she's going to come on and tell her story um, that'll be airing in a few weeks so the point there is that people are telling other people about my podcast and that's that's how it grows if you're going to make a choice if you're in a relationship or dating and you're thinking about committing please just take some time and make sure that that person that you're choosing to commit to is the right person. Did you skip, miss, or ignore any red flags? Until next time. Ciao.